Welcome to Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890 949 KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Good morning to you. I'm Andy. I'm so happy to be here, especially considering what happened yesterday. And uh, you know what? I'm not the kind of radio host who's uh, not going to let you in on what, what was going on yesterday. Uh, right up front, I'm going to tell you, I, I have a kidney stone. Now, if you've never had that, if you if you have had one of those, you know right away, oh, man, that sucks. Yes, it does. It, it hurts really bad. Uh, so... Uh, Wednesday morning, I came into work, and uh, when I first woke up, I thought I had pulled a muscle in my side. It's kind of the side-back area, right behind your ribs in the back for me on the left side. And uh, I thought I had pulled a muscle, but as I uh, as things started to progress at work, at just a few minutes before 6 o'clock uh, Wednesday morning, my pain had gone from a 2 or 3 to a 10. I mean, it was excruciating. Uh, I got sick. And I was able to finish out the uh, finish out the day on Wednesday, despite there being that kind of pain in my side. It, after I got sick, it was down to about a three or four. Uh, so yesterday, kind of same kind of deal. I got up, had that pain in my side. I thought eh, I can manage. You know, I, may, I might have to get sick, but whatever. I'm I'm going to get through this thing. And uh, by by six o'clock. It was a tan. I tried to get sick. I couldn't, uh, you know, and, and so uh, there was this excruciating pain. And like I said, if you've never had a kidney stone, now I don't want to be uh, hypocritical and say it's as bad as uh, as giving childbirth. I've never given uh, g- had you know given birth before, and, and so for me, uh, I just know it hurt a lot. I had a doctor tell me once that uh, he had a woman who had had kidney stones and had children. She said the kidney stone was more painful. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, regardless, uh, the pain was pretty bad yesterday. In fact, at about 7 o'clock, so an hour into being on the air, I started texting my friend Andy Thompson. And I said, Andy, I need help, man. I am not going to be able to make it today. I'm not going to be able to get through. Andy said, well... I, I, and he just had a baby, by the way. His baby's like less than a month old. It's like two weeks old. And, uh, he said, I, I, I can be there maybe 8.30 ish. Uh, that's about the best I can do. And I was like, honestly, it was so bad. I was like, well, please hurry. And, uh, those that listen to the morning news cycle show here on KDXU and from six to nine, uh, six to eight thirty, uh, will notice that I played a lot more uh, featurettes and, there was a lot less of me talking. That's because I couldn't hardly, couldn't hardly talk. So, went home yesterday. Uh, Andy thankfully did get here about twenty after eight, maybe twenty five after. Uh, and it's funny people ask me what I, how I thought he did. I have no idea. I went home and crashed. I took some drugs and passed out for four hours yesterday. Uh, I'm, I will listen back to the recordings when I get off the air today, but, uh, yeah, I don't know how he did. You guys will have to tell me cause I was, I was not conscious at the time. Uh, did was able to get over to a doctor, uh, yesterday afternoon who told me what I already knew since this isn't my first kidney stone. He said, well, there's not a lot we can do. We can, 
give you some uh, Flomax stuff and maybe some painkillers, but you're just going to have to wait for it to pass. And I'm like, uh, I knew he was going to say that. Uh, so regardless, I'm on uh, uh I got on pills last night. I've been taking some painkillers today. Uh, right now, my side doesn't really hurt, but that's because, I, like I said, I'm, I'm medicated at the moment. If I say anything under uh, medication, uh, please forgive me. I didn't mean it, whatever it was. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad to be here. Yes, I still have the kidney stone. Yes, it still hurts. But uh, with some medication, it doesn't hurt as much as it could. And unfortunately, modern medicine, they said they could do surgery, but it would be expensive and yeah, probably unnecessary, so uh, I'm just to wait it out and wait for the kidney stone to pass. But if you're not familiar with the kidney stone, it, it when it gets to the bladder area, you're you're actually pretty good. It's when it's up there by uh, in your kidney still trying to get through, that's when it really hurts, and uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm going through right now. I appreciate those that have offered support though through this difficult time. I'm happy I'm here. I'm happy for modern medicine and and the painkillers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm still uh, not feeling great. You can probably hear a little bit of weakness in my voice. Uh, that's part of it. And uh, we're just going to soldier on. If you want to call into the show, though, it would really help today. might make my job a little bit easier. Phone number is 435-673-5890. 435-673-5890. That is our uh Studio line, so we'll put you right on the air. If you're a little shy, don't want to talk on the air, I'll be monitoring my text line as well, 435-467-5842. It's 914. Let's go to our first caller, first in line today, Seth. What's up? I could talk for the next hour if you like. (laughs) Well, probably not, but it'd be nice to have you for a few minutes, Seth. All right, sir. And let me, first of all... um wish you the best and and i'll say some prayers for you today so that it passes and and you're out of pain i appreciate that i really do okay and uh let me uh doctor i'm going to put on dr seth hat and uh let me let me recommend to you that uh, let's say you weigh 200 pounds i wish (laughs) how uh uh, we're just going to use an arbitrator arbitrary number how much water should a 200-pound man drink? Well, what a great question. In fact, this comes up often in my, in my life. My wife is very good at drinking her water, and I am not. In fact, probably dehydration, not drinking enough water is part of my problem. All right. So the answer, the big boys with the white coats keep telling us, but they're messing up a lot lately. So, But I still follow the idea that... Um, of a 200, you take your body weight and you cut it in half down to 100, okay. and that's the number of ounces you should drink before and even more as you go through the day, but a minimum of 100 ounces, but not of water conservancy district water out of the tap. <laughs> okay, where should, where should so, I be getting my water? All right, and so I would go to any big uh, uh, grocery box store and buy some distilled water. And I've had firsthand of experiences where, in fact, I cured arthritis in all of my digits, uh, fingers and toes. For washing out the gypsum and other salts that the body doesn't want to accept 
and along with it, the things that may be contributing to the kidney stone formula. And I would stay away from caffeine and soda pop of any kind. Okay. And this is what the doctors have told my wife. They've had problems in the same, basically the same information, and the idea that if you keep it, uh, if you stay hydrated and you continue to clean out the toxins that the body is producing and, and try to do it with water that isn't already saturated with many of those same salts that are that are, don't enter the cell, and there's a, there's a myth uh, going about in every chemistry class and in the military, we always use distilled water to make any solution. Now, now tell, me, tell me about distilled water a little bit. Now, I've heard you're not supposed to drink very much of it because it has no oxygen in it. Is that right? Well, H2O is loaded with oxygen. As a matter of fact, it's okay. half of what's in it. So there's lots of myths, and uh, I talk to chemists all the time, and, and they tell me they've drunk distilled water their entire life. Now, you've got to eat your fruits and your vegetables, and you've got to, you've got to supply the minerals you need, but those minerals will enter the cells uh, promptly in the way they should, and the ones that don't enter the cells are the ones that need to be washed away. Mm, okay. okay, and they may, uh, if there's not the right kind of water that may be saturated already, that may add to the problem if we're not trying to clean it. So if the CDC and the WHO and these big-time uh, organizations tell me not to do it, then I need to do it immediately. Yeah, I was going to say the, those uh, those particular alphabet soup groups of people have not had a really good track record in the last year and a half. I don't think they ever had. And they're private corporations. Nobody elects them. Uh, nobody gives them a tenure. And there's a revolving door between them and the uh, pharmaceutical and vaccine people. So, uh, you know, we don't pick the people who are going to be on the CDC and who and stuff. Let me switch, and I know you're not going to cooperate with this one, but (laughs) my insurance agent looks out of his office door and is looking at the state liquor store in Phoenix Plaza. Okay. And he said it's been closed. Really? And I said, well, has... uh, St. George and Washington County become dry. So I took a little walk over there and talked to the assistant manager, and I said, I'm hearing rumors that you, you've been closed. She said, oh, yes, for a week. Really? And it says, well, there's the main liquor store somewhere eight or 900 um, north off of the boulevard, uh, the, the flagship store. They're short on people, so they had to cannibalize the people at Phoenix Plaza. And I said, well, what seems to be the problem here? They don't have enough employees, and they can't seem to be able to find enough employees. Isn't that crazy? And I suggested to her that to put a big sign out, 30, 40, 50 bucks an hour, Wait, you know, some large number, and put it out uh, on the, uh, in the front of the store, and I bet in the morning there'll be a line all the way across Phoenix Plaza to apply. 
Yeah, until until they call your bluff and you actually have to pay them that much money. Well, no, you do pay them that much That's money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> well, if, uh, I I told her I'll, I'll pick cabbages in the field in the hot sun for a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah, do just about anything for that much, huh? Well, it, it, you know, you've got to figure out what you're going to have to pay to have employees. And uh, whatever, the, if there's some reason that people don't want to work at the liquor store, and by the way, they've been having financial and fraud problems, I can't believe with the markup on alcohol that, that, uh, that any uh, company would, even the state of Utah, have trouble with finances. Hmm. So there's some mismanagement going on, and this may be a harbinger of other stores uh, and hospitals and healthcare facilities where people aren't showing up, they're not going to work, or uh, there's not enough supply. And I would think that uh, maybe the people that quit at the hospital could go to work at the liquor store. Yeah, for 30 or 40 or $50 an hour, they might just do that, Seth. Well, it's time we we decided what uh, what is an appropriate wage. Can you feed your family? I think the average wage they're advertising is about sixteen bucks. Right, right. I don't think you can live on sixteen bucks. That's me personally. Probably not, since houses are median average now. Four hundred grand for a house, so you're probably right. I got a tiny car. It cost fifty two bucks to put diesel in it the other day. Wow. Uh huh. So um, we're we're going to have to change. We're going to have to adapt, and we're going to have to be healthy. And I'm sure that vitamin D also may help heal and keep maybe some of these things if you keep it moving. Yep. All right, Seth. Hey, appreciate the call today. Thank you. Great to talk to you. You hey, bet. Bye bye. Again, folks, if you want to call in six seven three five eight nine. Zero six seven three five eight ninety. Boy, uh, Seth's a little topic there about uh, employment is uh, is going to lead right into Monday's show. Jack Lancaster is going to join me on the program. We're going to talk about employment and what it takes. Jack is a business owner. Maybe you're a business owner, or maybe a manager, or have something to do with the local employment. Uh, and 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 it begs the question: At what point? Uh, do we have to pay a lot more? I'm not. not I'm not talking about going from uh, eight bucks to ten bucks an hour. I'm talking about going from eight or ten bucks an hour to twenty-five dollars an hour or something like that. At what point do we have to make that decision? And so we're going to talk to talk to Jack about that, and we're going to uh, talk with you folks about that, and, and and try to try to come to some sort of conclusion. Uh, it's a it's a troubling thing going on right now. And uh, I remember, you know, talking to to my wife about this. I'm like, "What? Why do you think kids aren't aren't working? Why do you think nobody wants to get a job?" And and uh, you know, we concluded together that uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, well, the way Joe Biden is setting things up for everybody. You got all kinds of stimulus checks coming. You get paid extra to be on a, on unemployment. Okay, that's over now. Whatever. You're still getting unemployment, uh, and then. You know, if you have, say, three kids, you're getting a check every every month uh, credit for your kids, too. Uh, it's actually getting to the point now where it's more expensive to go to work than it is to stay home, stay home and collect a check. And so, you know, if you, if you take the emotion out of it, I mean, I was taught, right, growing up, I was taught you go, you get a job, you contribute to society, you work hard, you'll get ahead. 
Now, the message is very clear from our government, maybe not from the parents, maybe maybe from the parents, I don't know. But the message is very clear that you don't have to work hard to get ahead. You can handpick, you can pick and choose whatever job it is you want. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the job market is going to support you going, I don't think I like that one. No, that one doesn't, no, that doesn't pay good enough. No, that's not really something that would make me happy. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, you're out of work for six months. But guess what? Uncle Joe or Uncle Sam or the two of those together, they're sending you checks anyway. It is a frustrating cycle that we're in right now. And I know you as the business owner out there are feeling it. At what point do you, you know, like Seth was saying, 30, yeah, put a sign out, 30, 40, 50 bucks an hour, you'll be able to get enough people to work at the liquor store. Maybe. But if you do, if you're paying somebody $35 an hour to run the checkout stand at a store, man, your profit margin better be pretty good. You better be making a lot of money. I don't know a single employer in St. George who doesn't have a shortage. I, I have good friends who own businesses, and they, they're having to be creative with the way they do their schedules. My daughter took a job. Oh, it's about a month ago. And she said, look, I'm, I'm going to college. All I can afford right now, time-wise, is to give you 20 hours a week. First week, she had 35 hours. She said, I really can't do more than 20. Next week, they cut her down to 29 hours. She finally said to them, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, but I can't do this. It's too much, too much work for my school schedule. I can't do this. And so... Um, they got her down to 20 hours, but um, she basically had to say, either you cut me back to my 20 or I'm going to leave. And th- at that point, that, that you know, money talks. Uh, and, and they're having a hard time getting employees. And so she was like, if you don't cut me back, I'm going to quit. And they're like, okay, you got it, whatever you want. Unfortunately, that's the juxtaposition now that the employer has is that the employees have, well, not all the power, but most of it. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling in today. What's on your mind? Hey, Andy, I hope you get feeling better and that this will come to pass. <laughs> yes, and, and I'm not stoned for too long, right? Yeah, exactly. We don't want you to be stoned. <laughs> uh, one of the thoughts that I had as you were talking was, you know, it's not only the hourly wage, but it's the taxes you pay. And if you figure that you're making $20 an hour, and that uh, you're paying taxes, so really you're making probably $13 an hour, yeah, uh, $12 an hour, and the government's paying you $15 an hour to stay home. Why would you go to work? Yeah, there's no motivation there. And, and- you know, and so it's it's just a numbers thing. I mean, it's we can see what the left is trying to do. They're trying to destroy small business. Yeah. And they're trying to destroy local economy. Uh, They want everything federalized. They want to be, you know, the ones that control everything and every aspect of our lives. Unbelievably frustrating, isn't it? It's, It's really frustrating because, you know, there's, I think there's, a lot of good people out there that are still working and they're, they're working their butts off to try and make things work and to provide for themselves. And yet all around them, you know, they see people who are 
milking the system and taking advantage of it. Yeah. And you just kind of wonder why they're doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this $300, $400 a month for children at home, uh, it's just insane that they're paying that. And it's like, you know, people that have children have to have a response and take responsibility. You know, it's not the government's responsibility. Uh, and the big thing that I'm wondering are what are the, the strings that are attached to these programs? Because at some point in time, you're going to pay the piper. Yeah, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna kind of pass. Yeah, we're we're losing you. Thank you for the call today, though. Very, very poignant thoughts. Um, I you know I told this story a few days ago, but you know I have a daughter who is uh, has got a job. She works. This is a different daughter. I have two daughters. This is a younger one. Uh, she's in high school. She's got a job, and uh, she was a little frustrated at me and and her mother because uh, she wanted you know. She wanted to buy something. She's like, well, you guys buy it for me? And I was like, why would I buy that for you? You have everything you need. And, and she said, well, my my friend's parents buy their stuff for them. And I was like, well, what do you mean they buy it for them? She said, yeah, they don't have jobs. I'm the only one I know that actually has to buy my own stuff. And I said, well, you don't have to buy your own stuff. We provide food, clothing, shelter, bedding, uh a cell phone plan, et cetera. And, and she's like, yeah, but they get all that plus and they don't have to work, dad. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? This is a formula that has worked for my first four kids. Teach them to work, give them a job early. We actually would buy our kids a car, not a good one, you know, a beater, but, and then we would uh, uh, demand from our kids a certain uh, monthly payment for that would pay and by the way, it was not anywhere near what these things actually cost. But it would pay for their car, their insurance, their cell phone. And and I, I never felt bad about that. The kids at first would squawk, and then they realized, hey, I got it pretty good. Because if they were paying just their insurance, it would have cost more than, you know, more than uh, more than we were demanding from them. And, and so, you know, we, we kind of got into it a little bit with this, this daughter and I because... She wanted to be just like everyone else. She wanted her parents to take care of her. She wanted her parents to say, hey, uh, I'll buy everything. You you just concentrate on doing your homework. And uh, that's, that's, not the way, that's not the way I was raised. And that's not the way I raised uh, her four older siblings. And so bottom line is, because I'm the dad, I won. <laughs> she still has to make her payment. She has to buy her own luxuries if she wants them. Uh, sometimes I'll help her to throw her a little bit of extra money, but uh, we have to look at ourselves now as parents. I was reading something the other day. It said, uh, it was a football coach. He said, you know what makes me mad is when parents come to me and say, kids have changed nowadays. He said, kids haven't changed. The parents have changed. Changed the way that we've raised our children. We've changed the way that uh, our, our, the expectations our children have, not only of their parents, but of themselves. They realize they can coast. If you have grandkids or kids who are coasting because they know they can, because they've been taught that, maybe might be time for an intervention, so to speak. They might look at you as a crazy old guy or, or old gal, but sometimes you got to say what you got to say. 
Welcome to Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890 949, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back. If you want to call, please do. 673-5890. Love to hear from you. Got a few texts out there. Thank you for texting into the program as well at 435-467-5842. Just prior to this show, I don't know if you caught any of it, but uh, it was the Barbecue HQ show with Troy Paul and I. We had a good time. That will be all archived on 890kdxu.com, as will this program. I'm a little behind, actually, uh, having left early yesterday and they're kind of being a mess the last couple of days with this dang kidney stone thing but uh, we'll get everything updated today uh, thanks to the uh, miracle of modern medicine in this case painkiller for me because that's the biggest symptom of a kidney stone is a, a, the darn pain involved uh, that being said as far as uh, you know me complaining about my uh, situation with the kidney stone I am so grateful that I have a good life that uh, you know, I've got a great family. No, None of my kids have gone missing or anything like that. In fact, I wanted to talk about that for a minute. Last week, we talked about Gabby Petito, who uh, went missing at the time. Just a week ago, we didn't know where she was yet. Uh, we didn't know really much about the case, except for she went missing at Grand Teton National Park. Her fiancé slash boyfriend drove their van they had together, drove it home back to Florida, which, uh, by the way, Wyoming to Florida is a long drive. A lot of time to think about what the heck was uh, going on in, in, in his life, this Brian Laundry guy. Um, anyway, I postulated, I speculated that maybe he, uh, maybe they got in another fight. The reports from Moab were that she was hitting him, not he hitting her. Now, that report has changed a little bit. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but I, I postulated that... Uh, she was having another one of her fits. She was angry. He was hitting her. He said, you know what? I'm going to drive away for a little while, cool down, uh, let you cool down, and then I'll be back to get you. In her state of anger or, or frustration or whatever it was, uh, uh, I think she probably killed herself. Now, this was my theory a week ago. I still think it's a possibility, but the FBI has ruled it a homicide. Number one. Uh, number two, they just today issued a warrant for Brian Laundry's arrest. Um, they they know stuff we don't know yet, obviously. Um, I, the mind kind of runs wild as to what might have actually happened. And by the way, I'm going to take a drink real quick so my voice doesn't give out. Anyway, um, so... I, I don't I don't know what to think about this. It seems like to me now my theory was completely wrong. It seems like Brian Laundry may have murdered her uh, or hurt her in some way where she uh, eventually died. I hope that's not the case. Uh, bottom line is she's dead. It, it's sad. It's very sad. Um, candlelight vigils in, in Utah, in Wyoming, in New York for the young lady. Uh, but I'm going to ask some hard questions here. Question number one, she's a beautiful, blonde, white girl. If this had been, say, a Hispanic girl, or if this had been a black girl, or even an Asian, would the U.S., would, would we have gotten caught up in, in this whole thing? 
I, I don't I don't believe we would have. I was talking with my friend about this, and uh, we decided if if she had been abducted or killed in the ghetto in in inner city Chicago, for instance, which people are dying all the time, probably wouldn't even made it onto our Facebook feeds, right? But had that same girl, black, brown, white, yellow, whatever, been abducted and uh, left behind in and uh, f- left for dead in in Wyoming, I I do think it would have garnered a lot of attention. I do think a lot of people would have been like, "What is going on? Would have made your Facebook feed? Would have made you interested in the story?" I believe. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, to. Uh, an article put together by ABC4. I thought this was really good. Addie Bink wrote the story. Uh, it, it prompted Addie and, and probably her editors to say, well, who else is missing that we really should spend some time on? Did you know this is a number that blows me away? At the end of 2020, so that doesn't count this year yet, but at the end of 2020, there were over 89,600 active missing person records in the United States, 90,000 missing people. That's a, that's a lot of folks. Uh, it, it almost, almost blows me away at how many are missing, uh, in the U S 90,000 people. We don't know where they are. Now, if you start breaking it down, okay, there were some runaways in there, I'm sure. Cause usually the missing people are young people. So yeah, there's people that don't want to be found that are missing on purpose, but that I mean, what a third, maybe if, if we're being generous, uh, maybe twenty percent, fifteen percent of those are missing on purpose. Does that mean that there are say seventy thousand people who were abducted, were hurt, were you know? You want to throw in suicide, I guess. A lot of them go out in the woods and, and kill themselves. It's sad, but it's true. It happens. Okay, so throw out, out of the 89,600, throw out, uh, let's go 10,000 of those. We're up to 30,000. That means there's still, uh, what, 60,000 people out there missing? Nobody knows where they are? Anyway, this article by ABC4 I thought was really well put together. Highlights five people in America, in Utah, that are missing, and we've kind of stopped looking for them. Candace Harris was last seen July 14th, so two months ago. In the article, it says Harris, who sometimes goes by the name of Brooklyn, has health conditions and is believed to have disappeared with an older man. Hmm. Maybe she did it on purpose. Maybe they ran off together. Another one, Frederick Gabriel, 62-year-old man. Uh, He has been gone for six years, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, he said he left home following a disagreement with his girlfriend. First one, runaway. Second one, maybe a suicide, huh? But how about right here in town, Mason Smith? Remember that name? Mason Smith left home to go to school in 2015, six years ago. And uh, he has not been seen or heard from since then. It was September, six years ago. And Mason Smith went missing. Uh, 
Smith never made it to school. He left his cell phone, wallet, and computer at home. That makes you think something nefarious has happened. Either a suicide or somebody kidnapped him. Who leaves their phone and wallet behind anymore? I don't know. 945 on KDXU. Let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? I think uh, just as I listened to you putting this in perspective, and that total number, that's almost the population of St. George. That's right, the whole city. St. George would be missing. And all of a sudden, so it's, it's incredible. Anyway, that's just my comment. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, what a great perspective there. Yeah. 90,000 people missing. 90,000. The size of St. George. Imagine the whole city vanished like Enoch. <laughs> Not Enoch, Utah. Enoch in the Bible. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? How's it going, man? Good. Um, I just wanted to like say um, I followed that Mason Smith case uh, pretty closely. Yeah. And... I honestly um, kind of think it was had something to do with maybe a family member, definitely not a suicide, but just like everything, the circumstances that led up to his um, disappearance, um, each parent uh, changed their story multiple times um, about um, what happened prior to him disappearing. And uh, they actually um, were tracking the father without him knowing it and to see where he was going. And he was making trips out to the desert to some place. Um, and they, uh, when he found out that they were tracking him, he got pretty upset and uh, stopped working with law enforcement. So it was kind of a, kind of a sketchy thing. And yeah. I, don't know, I think it's a cold case that definitely needs to be reopened. Yeah, can you believe it's been six years since that happened? I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It seemed like just yesterday, almost. But mm-hmm. uh, imagine the pain. Now, I don't know. You know, like, like you said, we don't know what happened. We don't know. Certainly, they no. changed their stories and some weird stuff happened. But just the pain of him being gone, even if you did it, even if you killed him, uh, think about the pain of, of uh, the guilt of that. I think the truth, yeah, the truth will eventually come out, don't you think? I, I hope so. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, sir. Got a text uh, says I think the this is from AJ said I think the relatability of Gabby being a YouTuber and Instagram influencer and traveling in a camper van something most people have thought would be fun or an ideal lifestyle uh, coupled with a large amount of recent info from the Moab police and Gabby's channel caused the case to become a high profile uh, rather than race so it was more more than rest, just race or maybe not even anything to do with race at all but the fact that who she was that's that's a good thought interesting all right let's go back to the phone line hey thanks for calling on open line friday what's on your mind andy do you remember back it had to be between 2000 and about 2008 they found the the body of a uh child on the uh I can't remember the name of the hill, but it's to the south of you with the radio towers on top. Oh, the Webb Hill there? Well, no, to the south of you. Oh, to the south. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. tell As you're, is. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's wherever the, the towers are um, to the south of uh, St. George there. And, uh, you know, there's been building going on um, for quite some time on that, in that location. Um, it 
you know, they'll be found, but it it might not be for many, many years. I think that person had been missing since the 40s. Wow. And, you know, they were right right under our eyes or our, our nose. So, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that uh, I think if a person doesn't want to be found, it would be fairly easy if they knew not to use, you know, credit cards or, or uh, well, here's my quandary in that if you can believe anything on TV these days with the amount of, of uh, tracking that can be done through um, traffic lights and, and, you know, even ring doorbell is amazing. Yeah. They pick up so many things and they can they can piece it together. I think that if you were close to the desert or in the case of the gentleman who's missing in Florida, um, you could probably do it. But uh, there are a lot of there are, are a lot of cold cases out there that uh, may be reopened as a result of this, which I would be happy for. But there was so much exposure through her her website and people were tracking her. That's why I think that. Uh, that one got more prominence, especially the you know the boyfriend driving home the girl's car and not saying anything for yeah, two, two weeks is highly suspicious. So two thousand mile drive across the country, never yeah. said a word. And yeah. with and with regards, I don't know if you saw the KSL news last night, uh, but with with them questioning whether or not the the police in Moab, you know, did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I just hate when they turn on on law enforcement like that and say, you know, you you should have known, you yeah. could have known. They yeah, they detained them for an hour and a half, and I would have done the exact same thing that they did: break mm-hmm. them up for the night because they both said, "Hey, we're in love and don't want to see anyone get in trouble." And she was she was perceived as the aggressor. So yeah. I don't know. I just hate to see the 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 Moab police be the fall guys in this. I agree. I agree. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yep. I, you know, and I, and I'm with him. I, I just, I, I watched the, the body cam. I watched what happened. I thought the police were incredibly generous and having been, I was a bail bondsman for several years. Uh, my wife has been, uh, you know, in the court involved in the court system for 25 years. So I've, I've, I've gotten an inside look at some of this stuff. And I honestly believe the Moab police did everything that they could possibly have done to try to protect these people. Remember the number one most called out uh, call in any police department is, is always going to be, uh, domestic. It happens all the time. And in fact, most of the bail bonds that I was was sent out on back in my bail bond, you know, we're talking about 25 years ago, uh, were domestic. It just happens and it happens a lot. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Hey, thanks for calling. What's up today? Hey, Andy, uh, what, what makes these high profile cases? What makes them? Yeah. What, what, what is it that uh, brings them to the, such a spotlight that they are? Uh, well, exposure, I guess, you know, she happened to be a big time YouTuber and Instagrammer. So I think that was part of it. Uh, and I think we all kind of relate like, like, I mean, I have a daughter almost exactly that same age. So I think that's part of it too. What do you think? Well, I, I just was thinking here, um, if, if the media, I mean, the media is the one that keeps carrying, is that correct? Mm -hmm. I mean, they kind of keep bringing it up. Sure. And so when we're talking about, um, early off you started off with uh, hispanic or black people where they don't get as much exposure sure well isn't isn't it the media that's the problem then yeah yeah probably so and yet they're calling they're they're bringing it up like we're 
<laughs> That's uh, right. Anyway, one, one other thought. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, on, on the vaccinations, so we talk about all these studies done in Israel and in the U.K. Why don't we talk about studies going on here in America? Good point. Good point. Yeah. We're looking other places. Maybe we should look here, huh? Well, you, surely we've got, we've got the CDC. We've got more funding than most of these other countries put together, and yet we can't do our own studies. And if they are our own studies, they're just from a, a single college. They're not from the, necessarily the CDC. At least we don't hear about some of them anyway. But just, just my thought. All right. Appreciate the call today. Interesting thought on that is that uh, maybe maybe they have done studies. It's just that it's not the answers the media wants, and so they don't put them out there. Maybe that's why we don't hear about those. Just a thought. Anyway, uh, got to get a commercial break in. Again, it's Andy fighting a kidney stone, but I'm here soldiering on. And uh, I appreciate Andy Thompson filling in yesterday, helping me out a little bit. I was in rough shape yesterday. Uh, our program today brought to you in part by Joe Shoney. He's a local loan consultant, and he specializes in making you happy. That's really it. He specializes in keeping you apprised of what's going on with your loan every step of the way. Joe Shoney gets a phenomenal 4.91 out of 5 stars with uh, nearly 600 reviews online. It's pretty cool. Go to socialsurvey.me website and search for Joe Shoney. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's Joe Shoney with New American Funding. His phone number is 435 435- Five nine zero sixty three hundred. Welcome to Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio eight ninety ninety four nine KDXU Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Only got about two minutes left in the program. Uh, I'm going to take a couple of calls. Uh, I do want to mention again, uh, you just heard the commercial. I'll be there tomorrow, 9 to 11 at Vernon Worthen Park. Yeah, come by and say hi. They've got a pan- pancake breakfast for 5 bucks. Can't get a better deal than that. Plus, there's going to be booth games and food trucks. It's Memory Matters of Utah, their journey of hope tomorrow at Vernon Worthen Park. All right, let's go right to the phone line. Hey, thanks for calling. What's up? Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry to hear about your kidney stones. We're going to make it through. A little help from uh, some uh, pharmaceuticals, and we're going to get it done. Yeah, we. I've had some family members who have had those, and they are very miserable, and I am so sorry that you're having to go through that. Appreciate but that. I want to make, make a comment about uh, the little petito girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me really disgusted that they are starting to blame the police in Moab, as the fellow talked about a little while ago. I mean, where is the blame really supposed to be? Not on the police officers, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, this couple had their issues, and they're the ones that had the issues. It wasn't the police that should be blamed for this. And it really is upsetting to me when um, they go that direction when the blame should be put other other places. And I won't even go with what other places they should be, but um, family members, boyfriend, whatever. But um, just it it's not right that they start to blame the police because their hands are tied to a certain degree on how much they can do. If no one's willing to press charges and stuff, they can only do so much. Yeah. And if you do too much, then you're blamed for doing that too. 
So it's a no-win situation for them, and I just feel bad because I think they really tried to do their best and to do a good job, and they should not be blamed. Anyway, have a great day. Hope you you feel better. Thank you so much. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like I said, I've seen the – you think about this. Cops literally get called for a domestic – Every night, you know, one one policeman or another get get called on a domestic every night. They're doing the best they can. They are not mind readers. They're just trying to keep the peace. We're out of time. 